0: Deepity doo doo. Hello. Hello.
1: And welcome back. It's been a while.
0: This is we, we like, like stuff, stuff and, and so, so should you. you.
1: A show. Uh, I, there's no other way to explain it. I always try to make it like witty and like cute, and it's just like
0: it's just the title. Yep. We talk about stuff we like, and
1: we hopefully, hopefully you
0: check it out. Check out the things we talk about, because sometimes they're half decent.
1: Sometimes. And sometimes they're just weird. Um, I'm
0: Mel. And I'm Brenny. And we're broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio 92.7 CFFF FM.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you have any... Little likes to get us started? Yes. What is that?
0: It's April break next week. And I finally get a break.
1: Yeah. I was actually going to talk about that
0: too. I'm excited about having a break. Getting a week off. Getting some stuff done. I got some appointments booked so I get that stuff out of the way. But also... We're going um, on a little, little couple-day adventure. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, and uh, it'll be nice to get away. So.
1: And it's very much like in the wilderness and not like in the city, so yeah. it's not like we're not committing sin.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah,
1: I don't remember, who. I think...
0: Do you have a little like it was
1: just April break.
0: Oh, your little likes April break. Yeah. It
1: was literally just going to be like, I've been in school for, I feel like I haven't stopped school since September. And you've had that too, basically, but you had like December Christmas stuff as a break. And then I was just working all the time. So nothing felt like. Can I say a
0: secondary little like? Sure. My garden. Oh my God. I love him.
1: I know. He's actually not as weird as.
0: He's so cute.
1: He's. Actually not as weird as most goddomes are.
0: Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah. got him at the dollar store and I love him. He is currently unnamed, but, uh, you know, we can come up with a name. I'm thinking Flower. Jerome? No. Why not? I'm thinking, like, Flower, like the skunk from uh, Bambi.
1: I did not know that skunk's name until right now
0: pretty sure it's flowers
1: is it because of the flower in his hair because he doesn't want to smell
0: yeah <laughs> something like that okay <laughs> you right. can go first because I'm pretty sure I went first last time and took up a lot of time well yeah I was
1: gonna say I talked about one thing and it was must have been in between mm-hmm. I think but uh, yeah that honestly the, the the first thing um, that I basically saved since last time because I was gonna talk about it last time uh, is, uh, cashews. Yeah. Uh, cashews are one of the weirdest tree nuts that I've ever, like, known about. Cashews have always been, like, a, like, they're, it's such a weird thing. Um, because there's so much going on with the cashews. When you eat, like, cashew nuts, um, it's, like, considered a nut. Uh, but it's uh, I, I had a whole thing up here. Um, it's considered a nut, but it's like it's such a weird part of the fruit. Um, so yeah. Anyways, the the cashew that you would eat like raw or salted or roasted or whatever, um, that is like the inside of like the like a, a growth on a pseudo fruit. The whole thing is is buck wild. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, so there is the cashew apple. Um, if you look up what a cashew apple, if you will. Okay. (laughs) Um, so the cashew apple looks like, I don't know how to describe it. How would you describe
0: that? Butternut squash.
1: Yes, uh, with like a green horn on it.
0: Yeah, it looks exactly like a butternut squash, with a like if a butternut squash was also a had a, the stem of a pumpkin coming out the bottom, like yeah, thick or part. like a
1: kidney bean, but it was green. That one looks like a kidney bean.
0: Sure, but I feel like the stem of a pumpkin is I a better yes analogy.
1: So. Um, you have the cashew apple, which is the butternut squash part, and that's, like, the pseudo-fruit. Um, I don't know why it's specifically called, like, uh, uh, a pseudo-fruit, uh, let me see if I can find...
0: Yeah, why did they call it an apple?
1: I don't know, there's, there's, and you can, like... Because it's not
0: edible, right?
1: Hey, our, something happened to the audio, so for...
0: Puppy dance McGinty! <laughs>
1: So for uh, for whatever reason, thirty <laughs> seconds is lost. We're talking about cashews and apples, and I think I was Can reading. You please
0: start again. No,
1: um, just, there's going to be words I was reading on Wikipedia, and they're just giving me more words. Just that's all I wanted to say. Okay, here's the rest of the cashew story. In Indi- you're you're giving me more words that is I don't know. Is this because
0: of kidney stones?
1: I don't think so.
0: It's all related. <laughs> Um, Jimmy Neutron Brain Blast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I guess like the droop. Like if you looked at a peach,
0: it's a droop.
1: Yeah, it's D R U P E. Um, <laughs> it's just like a type of fruit with like uh, a really fleshy outside and like a stone on the inside. It's a like, this, like this, like the stone, like a seed.
0: We all know Brennan loves his stone. Fruits. Do we? Have I talked about that before? I don't know. I know it.
1: Yeah, I, know. I really like peaches and nectarines and stuff like that.
0: He's a stone fruit boy in a stone fruit <laughs> world.
1: Okay. All right. Um, the droop develops first on the tree, and then the pedicel expands to become the cashew apple. These are all new words to me. Yeah. I like. I've re- I've read this Wikipedia page like last week, and I was like, oh, this is very exciting, and then I just like forgot about it. Um, The true fruit contains a single seed, which is often considered a nut. So a cashew is actually a seed, technically.
0: That's so weird. It's
1: very wild. The seed is surrounded by a double shell, which contains an allergenic phenolic uh, resin, anacardic acid, which is a potent skin irritant chemically related to the better known and toxic uh, allergenic oil urushiol. Uh, which is uh, similar to, like, poison ivy. So my whole fascination with the cashew is that it is... How? Well, no, it's so good. It's so, it, like, it's so tasty. It's it's like the perfect nut, and it's not a nut. It's a seed. Um, I want to, yeah, I want to know who looked at this toxic plant that if it touched you... If you tried to eat the part that you was really good...
0: It was like, let's peel this back a bit.
1: And it's like, ow, this is the worst thing in the world. This is worse than poison ivy. What's that, though? That's not poison. Is it? We don't know. Let's
0: test it. Like,
1: what What was the...
0: My... I think I have a theory. Okay. <laughs> it's... It's pretty good.
1: The theory? Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. Here's the thing. Okay. What else has layers?
1: Get out of here. I'm going to continue. Okay.
0: Onions, ogres. Okay. Ogres have layers. Cashews have layers. People knew about ogres and onions for so long. Layer cake as well. You peel back the layers, you get to the middle. In Shrek, it's a kind center.
1: Okay. Is it?
0: Yeah. He's got a kind center. You gotta peel back those poisonous layers. He has
1: empathy. I wouldn't call him kind, though.
0: What do you mean? Of course he's kind. Is he? Yeah. He, like yes. He becomes more kind.
1: He becomes kind because he is in love with Fiona. Sure. He still hates Donkey, and he's he's just he feels Sure. He
0: hates Donkey, but, but he loves Donkey at the same time. I
1: feel okay, that listen. he sees Donkey as this pathetic creature and he's like, I can't like I can't truly be mean to this thing.
0: Okay, but by the end he loves Donkey.
1: By the end, he tolerates Donkey.
0: Okay, here's the thing. The okay.
1: dragon loves Donkey.
0: He has a center that is edible as in you can tolerate it okay you can tolerate are you saying shrek's... shrek wants
1: to eat donkey
0: no i'm saying are you sure no i'm saying shrek's center is tolerable. so donkey wants to eat shrek <laughs> i'm saying that just as shrek's center is a tolerable nut of a man
1: More the shrek.
0: cashew apple this is supposed contains, to be family friendly contains the nut inside of the layers. Okay. okay? So the person who wrote track, the original fairy tale story... Sure. Is the person who discovered the cashew.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's my theory. Okay.
0: Next time I say that I have a theory, please tell me not to share <laughs> no.
1: it. No. <laughs> you, will, you will dig your own grave and you will sleep there. Um, so, yeah. And catch... So, anyways caches are really cool and it's just, like, wild. It's always a weird phenomenon to try to think about, um, like, when, like, how things came to be because it's really hard to pinpoint, like, when did people start doing things specifically with, like, food? Especially with food. But it's like, I, I have no idea. Um,
0: Is there a history of
1: it? Uh, it doesn't say. There's, like, an etymology, like, the word history, but, um, it says that Brazil began, um, uh, Portuguese colonists in Brazil began exporting cashews nuts as early as the 1550s. So I, I would imagine that the indigenous peoples within Brazil um, probably knew what was up, but like, that's kind of it. Like, the, the tree itself is uh, like, uh, is an evergreen tree. Uh, it's like, like upwards of like 45 to 15 feet tall. So these are big, massive trees that have these, like, squash, like, mini squashes hanging off of them that are just poison and deadly. Um, and it's just, it's so weird. Um, if you don't know about cashews, you should go buy some. They're really expensive because, well, I don't know, cashews are great. Okay, yeah. yeah. there are people that don't know about cashews. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, cashews are super expensive but if you buy them they're super worth it and if you don't like them i'm sorry you've spent 14 dollars on a bag of cashews Uh, (laughs) but um
0: kind of like peanuts two for one you can get one cashew split it in half share with a friend natural breaking point in a cashew
1: yes as seeds typically tend to split down the middle
0: sure but you're saying people've never heard of cashews, so I'm just giving them the facts. Gotcha. The raw facts about cashews.
1: That you know, that's fair. Um in South Asian like culture and cuisine, cashews are like nuts yeah. in general are used a lot, but like cashews are really good in food. It's like really crunchy and stuff. You can yeah. make like pseudo cheeses and but like you can like you could just mash cashews into like butter. Oh,
0: yeah, you can make like mac and cheese with cashews. Yeah, you
1: can do all sorts of weird things. That, like depending on how you cook it or how you prepare it, it does become like a cheesy texture which is weird to think about but um i mean it's not mold so cashews got that on milk um so due to the possible dermatite dermatitis Uh, Because of like the literal acid that surrounds like the the whole shell cashews are not typically sold in the shell to consumers readily and inexpensively extracted from waste shells uh, the card cardinal uh, is under research for its potential applications in nanomaterials and biotechnology
0: What that's weird?
1: Yeah, there's like the the cashew has so many things going on for it. Um, I have no idea um, cashew fruit juice and fruit pulp are used in the production of... Fruit juice? Well, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Um, a production of sweets, juices, alcohol-like beverages, uh, and can be used... Like, you can grind it into, like, flour, uh, cashew milk, and cheeses. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it's just... There's so much you can do. And you can do lots of things with all sorts of food. But it's the fact that like, cashews are literally volatile. And it's just, it's such a good food. Uh, Like, cashews are one of the few things that I can eat. Like, I will actually feel bad because they're so expensive, but I can eat a whole, like, half a bag almost. Um, So let's talk about the cashew apple. Excuse me.
0: Or
1: as I like to call it, the cap. Yes also called the cashew fruit fruit. Uh, it's the fleshy part of the cashew fruit to which the cashew nut is attached. So it's the, the cashew nut is the stem of this butternut squash thing and then the butternut squash is the so-called fruit. Uh, the, the apple itself is what's attached to the tree which is very uh, very wild to think about. so like the stem that uh, the nut is actually on the bottom of the apple it's very weird. Mm. Um, and it's, it's called an accessory fruit. Uh, so accessory fruit it's like
0: it's like a vestigial fruit
1: do you know do you know what that means I do <laughs> I don't doubt that you know but it's
0: i I just mean like it just seems like it's doesn't have a purpose and you can't eat it like it has a purpose for the for the fruit itself to grow Melissa but...
1: pears are accessory fruit <laughs> so just to cover this one um, Just because I clicked it and I wanted to ver- uh, Clarify, sorry Accessory fruit is a fruit in which Some of the flesh is derived Not from the floral ovary Because fruits are basically the uh, Literally the like the, A floral ovary it's, it's where the seeds are produced and made And fertilized and ready to go um, But adjacent tissue Exterior uh, From that uh, some examples: uh, apples and pears, like, because the
0: fruit is inside. Because is, the core is inside, would the, be the fruit technically, uh, like
1: that weird core part. Um, figs, mulberries, pineapples, and strawberries. Uh, they are they're like
0: strawberries have the seeds on the outside. I don't understand what accessory fruit means. <laughs> um, Looks good in a fruit bowl. Accessory fruit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me see if I can figure out uh, strawberries. Because strawberries are a weird thing, too. Um, yeah, no.
0: <sighs> they got outside seeds. Yeah, they definitely
1: have outside seeds, but like. There is a whole thing that I remember reading about strawberries. Um, something about, like, yeah, like, the, the the fruit is widely appreciated for its characteristic aroma, bright red color, juicy texture, sweetness, do-do-do-do-do. Oh, this is just general information. I do not want to go through the whole thing of strawberries to figure out what's going on with strawberries. I'm already talking about cashews. Uh, yeah, who knows? I'm not. I'm not going to do that right now. So, yeah, anyways, accessory fruit. Uh, where's the apple? Apple, apple. Uh, the cashew apple can be eaten fresh, cooked in curries, or fermented into vinegar as well as an alcoholic. Also, oh, it drink. is ed-
0: edible.
1: Yeah. You said it wasn't.
0: Well, I guess I'm just spreading misinformation. <laughs>
1: Uh, cashew nuts are more widely traded than the fruit itself because the fruit, unlike the nut, is easily bruised and has a limited, uh, very limited shelf life. I have literally never had a cashew apple. I did not know that that really existed until I like, started looking things up. Um, when consumed, the apple's astringency is sometimes removed by steaming the fruit for five minutes before washing it in cold water. Uh, steeping the fruit in boiling salt water for five minutes also reduces that astringency. What's um,
0: astringency?
1: Um, I believe it it makes things like like dry, or like sour maybe. Uh, oh, it's uh, tannins, so it, it would be bitterness as well. Because um, like tannins are the stuff that makes like tea bitter, and mm. also black and, and darker colored. Um, but yeah, cashews are really really cool. Um, unfortunately, I believe there's like a weird not culture but there, there's like a, uh, a weird... Uh, what is that word when you do something and it's not overproduce? You uh, exploit. Mm-hmm. I think cashews is part of that kind of like
0: exploitation
1: yeah and it's probably like that's worth looking into and i i want to i always want to talk about like things that are fun and exciting and things that i like uh it is always worth talking about things like this and mentioning it um but i don't want to focus on it so just be aware uh but cashews are really good and uh yeah like i don't there's nothing really to talk about i i'm really interested in trying and like tasting the cashew apple. I want to know more about accessory fruit now. I'm really confused about strawberries because I knew about strawberries, but I didn't know about pineapples and I have no idea what a pineapple is now. Like, what is the seed of a pineapple? Is that actually...
0: Here, I got I got
1: it. No, we're not doing this. Great. Uh, what's your thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for cutting me off because honestly, it wasn't worth it what I was about to say.
1: I know. Uh, I know.
0: <laughs> my thing is... Animal. Is it? Sure is. Let me uh, just pull this up
1: here. You, you told me you had it.
0: I, I do. I just don't know how to pronounce it. So.
1: Is it the slow loris? No. Nope. That wasn't loud enough. Garanik. Garanik?
0: Yeah. You ever heard of it before? No. Garanik.
1: I've. That, that's made up.
0: Garanik. Garanik. Is a um I'll show you. It's like a type of gazelle. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you Have you, you ever seen a picture of them? Before? Did you draw this? No. You
1: show me a hand-drawn picture.
0: No, I'm not. I Maybe know. I'll I, show believe, you a I believe. Obviously, I What they
1: look like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, wait. Oh, I, w- I want to show you... There's this one picture that I saw online. That and... seems
1: so, like, fake. Like, I've seen yeah. that picture before. I've seen the head of that animal. I don't think I've ever seen its bodily proportions. It looks fake. It looks like a child drew this, and they drew the uh, arms, legs, and... The, sorry, the, the legs, and... <laughs> they drew the legs and the neck too long, and the head is too small for this whole animal. Why is it doing yeah, that? It looks, Why is the neck so long?
0: It's okay. Gerenuk actually means no. giraffe neck. No, <laughs> that's what it means. I'm serious. Um, so Gerenuk spelled G-E-R-E-N-U-K because you gotta look this guy up. Um, it is also called the Waller's gazelle. is the longest-necked member of the gazelle tribe. Um, and also known as giraffe necked. Um, Giranook actually literally translates to graf- giraffe neck in Somali. Okay. So So tell that's, me about this
1: weird looking creature.
0: Well, it's a browsing antelope. What does that mean? It means that it's browsing antelope of the lowland <laughs> arid thorn bush of the Horn of Africa.
1: No. We can't gloss over it's that. A
0: browsing. It's browsing. it just it's a it grazes, I guess. I don't but really that's know.
1: A, but you would say It's not a say?
0: clickable word. <laughs> okay? I don't know what it means in that context. Okay.
1: Why am I squeaking?
0: I don't know. Um only the males have horns, which are S shaped. And uh and oh, the
1: Sorry, browsers Glean leaves, bark, and green stems from plants, while grazers clip vegetation near the ground.
0: Oh, okay. That's why they were standing up weird like that. Probably. They go like this.
1: Yeah, because, because of the way the legs uh, bend on like on, undulates. I don't know if that is an undulate as well. Okay.
0: Can I? Yeah, can I please tell you continue. This part? Sorry, continue. Yeah. Their pointed snouts are adapted to selective nibbling. Like <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Of small leaves on thorny shrubs and trees, including foil-
1: foliage,
0: foliage, too high for other antelopes.
1: That's for the neck which for, the right?
0: Gerenic reaches by standing on its hind legs. So that's why you have really weird pictures of them. Like, I, I saw a picture of it on, like, social media. It was, like, being used as, like, a meme because there's this really great picture. I didn't show you it, but if you look it up, you might be able to find the picture of it. Mm. Uh, but it's really... Um, Modified lumbar vertebrae, powerful hind legs, and wedge-shaped hooves make the guanaco the only antelope that can stand unsupported in this manner. Oh, okay. So it's the only one that can stand in on its hind legs like that and be supported. Its diet is thus enriched with moisture, the Guernic is able to exploit resources inaccessible to water-dependent herbivores.
1: Oh, so like it it literally just like learned to stand on its back legs and was like, I, I win.
0: Yeah. Its population density can actually increase with distance from permanent water.
1: What? Because like it, it
0: gets all of its water from the vegetation oh it God.
1: can reach. That's amazing.
0: It's, yeah, it's really interesting. Plus, I feel like water sources have more predators.
1: Mm, yeah. So it's probably... Well, like, yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen... a like,
0: water hole? Yeah, I've seen a water hole. Have you ever seen the Lion King?
1: No, but like if, like videos of animals that need water from the water hole, they will drink from it and stare down the alligator that's about to kill them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I need this. <laughs> I I hope you miss. That's amazing. That's amazing that this weird, like, alien-like creature
0: Mm
1: -hmm. was just like, I don't need this anymore. See ya.
0: Yeah. They are less sociable than most other gazelles. Um, Yeah,
1: because they don't need to be. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) Um, In sightings of single animals um and herds of 2 to 8 are considered normal which is pretty small considering oh, i feel okay. like on most nature well, yeah. documentaries you see gazelles in uh um yeah it's a shy animal whose first line of defense when disturbed is to avoid detection by standing motionless under cover
1: cool i mean like that's classic deer behavior just being like uh oh deer and headlights yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> mm. it often um it often trots more frequently than gallop away. Sometimes <laughs> even stots No. Which is bounds with legs held stiff.
1: Oh, so it's like literally like jumping off its toes.
0: I guess so. Like
1: uh, again, I think it has hooves or something. Um and ungulate is very specific but like that's hilarious
0: yeah (laughs) um anyway the reason why i chose to talk about them is because they look ridiculous they are wild looking um and i just when i saw a picture of it i was like i've never heard of this before i thought it was literally a photoshopped picture of a gazelle Mm -hmm. um because oh here's the picture (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it's literally the legs the neck and the head they're all shrunken compared to the body
0: yeah it looks really weird like the body looks like it could belong to like a dog Mm -hmm. like it looks like a dog body with weird (laughs) little with weird little gazelle legs and a really weird long neck and the tiniest head yeah like this head could be on a friggin' tiny animal.
1: That is not very descriptive, Melissa.
0: Brennan, it's t- <laughs> teeny tiny. Look at him with his mouth open. Why is it? He's
1: got such so, so strong face muscles. Yeah, they're all flexing.
0: He's a strong boy. Or a girl? I don't know. Probably a girl because he doesn't have horns. Um, but I I saw this animal and I was like, wow, that's such a special special animal it kind of reminded me of a large dick dick with yeah with a weird proportioned body and i love an animal with a weird proportioned body
1: so we do that is correct we do have to uh we cannot gloss over the fact because uh, i don't remember if you've brought up dick dicks before
0: oh yeah we'll talk about those another day no no no.
1: but so just just to preface uh they are spelt d-i-k-d-i-k um and one of the best uh twitter handles that i, I found uh, a couple years ago was is called unsolicited Dictics, um and everyone should go look at that because it's just pictures of dick Dicks in like weird scenarios sometimes
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i just wanted to bring that up
0: yeah it's great um but yeah, when these garanacks stand on their hind legs, they can reach up to two meters, which is That's six feet seven inches.
1: Yeah actually, well, it's not as big as I thought. For some reason for some reason, I thought two meters was like three uh, like sorry, twice the size of a regular person.
0: It's it like is.
1: Uh, I, I consider myself my own standard, and I'm one point eight meters, so it's not right. So, yeah, that's why
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. sure. Well, I mean, it's still big For a um, For a little Guy Okay um, Yeah, I mean I don't really have much else to say about them Other than they're great and you should look at them And, you know Go and check them out we'll, Yeah Wait we'll, uh, a second here
1: what? Oh. Get. Let me see. Get. Get. get ra. Garanik. Nook. Garanik. Why is there a mouth? That's re- why is there an animated? That's actually a good thing that there's Gerinic. an animated mouth right beside. That's good uh, for accessibility. Gerinic. Stop pressing the button.
0: <laughs> why? I
1: don't know. It's just. It, it's just so much. But yeah.
0: That's a Gerenuk, G-E-R-E-N-U-K. Cool. Look it up. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. You absolutely
1: will not. Um, By the
0: pictures you find of this graceful little guy.
1: Yeah, 'cause like, even even before Melissa brought up, like way back when, the slow loris. And, like, that is also another animal that is wi- wildly proportioned and also a grand old it's, time looking it's up. It's
0: just got big eyes. It looks like a lemur with huge eyes. And weird little eyes. hands. Yeah. And it's poison. Yeah. yeah. It's Platip- a cool animal.
1: Platypuses are poisonous, too.
0: Well, platypuses lay eggs, which I feel like is the weirdest fact about platypuses. Are you sure? Yeah.
1: you sure it's not the duck bill on a mammal? Well, the
0: eggs, Yeah eggs in a mammal is pretty weird too. Well,
1: I think, I believe other echidnas lay eggs.
0: Sure. (laughs) What's your second thing?
1: (laughs) Uh, My second thing uh, is origami. Hmm. Yeah. Um.
0: Origami. What? I don't know. Please continue. (laughs)
1: Um, origami, if you don't know, um, is uh, like the Japanese art form of folding paper and folding paper into specific, like you, you're literally creasing paper, uh, in specific ways to then allow it to fold in very specific ways. Um, origami, uh, it literally means, like, ori means folding and kami means paper, um, so it's literally just like folding paper like that's that's all there is to it um and uh, the word origami is used all-inclusive uh for all folding practices regardless of their culture of origin which is really neat um so most distinct like paper folding uh that happened in europe china japan they have all documented histories excuse me, um, but separate traditions until the 20th century. In China, uh, apparently most, not apparently, uh, traditional funerals often included burning a folded paper opera, uh, often representations of gold nuggets, um, which is really neat. Uh, in Japan, the earliest, uh, unambiguous reference to paper, uh, sorry, to a paper model, uh, is in a short poem by Ihara, uh, Saikaku, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in 1680, which mentions a traditional butterfly design during uh, Shinto weddings. Uh, And in Europe, uh, oh my god, I guess that counts. I know it does, but like, Dang. Uh, In Europe, there was a well-developed genre of napkin folding, which flourished within the 17th and 18th centuries. Mm -hmm. I know napkin folding can be very elaborate and very particular, but like...
0: I wouldn't consider it (laughs)
1: origami.
0: I wouldn't be like, yeah, that's origami. Um,
1: What
0: the frick?
1: Now, to be be fair, like any kind of folding in that manner should count. Mm. But yes, I, I... I feel
0: like origami is such a specific art form. Yeah. That, like, to consider napkin folding, which I feel like is such, like, I don't know.
1: Um, when Japan opened its borders in 1860 as part of the uh, its modernization strategy, they imported uh, Frobel's Kindergarten system, uh, and with it, German ideas about paper folding. This included the ban on cuts and the starting shape of bicolored squares, um, which is really cool. What? Um, That's so so
0: weird Yeah,
1: so like from Germany They were like, okay No one's cutting paper anymore We start with squares and we end with whatever it turns into Um, And bicolored is Start
0: from square one (laughs) Where does that come from? Does that come from origami?
1: I don't, I hope not
0: Probably not, but um, I'm gonna look it up right now.
1: But I really like the idea, uh, the idea, uh, the idea of the bicolored paper folding because, uh, sorry, the yeah, the white paper because it allows you to clearly see which is the top and which is the bottom. Um, In the early 1900s, uh, Akira Yoshizawa, uh, Kosho Uchiyama, and others began creating and recording original origami works. Uh, Akira Yoshizawa, in particular, was responsible for a number of innovations such as wet folding, and the Yoshizawa Randlet diagramming system. Um, wet folding, I need to look this up because I didn't actually, I didn't look up the Wikipedia page this time because I was like, I've done origami a lot, and then it just kept going.
0: Yeah, also I was wrong, it doesn't come from origami. Uh,
1: we, we all knew that, what did it what? come from? Football. Wet folding <laughs> <laughs> is an origami technique uh, that employs water to... Oh, just literally dampen the paper so that it can be manipulated more easily without yeah. ripping. That's
0: cool. That makes sense.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, but uh, that's totally cool. Um, it's like
0: when you put you know, like a little <gasps> bit of saliva on your finger when you're...
1: No, that is not the same. The saliva on your finger allows your finger to um, add friction to the paper so it can grab it pr- properly.
0: I'm trying to, like, rip a paper in half perfectly. Put a little bit so it's easier to manipulate. I have
1: never known that. That makes... that you If it works, it, it works. You fold it multiple
0: times along the same crease, yeah. put a little bit of water on it, and then it rips really good. You don't need scissors.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Um, And the Yoshizawa Randlit system is a diagramming system used to describe the folds of the origami model. If you look Looking at this up, if you look up... Uh, the steps to fold origami, um, and it shows all the steps in like one page. Um, that is the Yoshi Yoshizawa Randlet um, system.
0: Randlet?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's it see. was Yoshizawa uh, Akira Yoshizawa, and uh, who kind of started it. Uh, and it, the system, their system, caught the attention of Samuel Randlet. Um, an origami artist. Where are they from? Uh, uh, he went to Northwestern University. Um, which is in Illinois. I have no idea where this man came from. Uh, but yeah, no. So origami is like a whole thing. It, it has its roots in Japan, uh, apparently in Europe too, if you want to include that. Um and it's a lot more modern than I expected it to be, uh, in terms of like how like the like that system of diagramming your pictures. I thought that was going to be like two to three hundred years ago, but that was like in the last like maybe oh god sixty years. Um, so yeah, origami typically uses like really thin paper, um, that like you generally have to be careful with. Um, and yeah, you just, you kind of just, like, start folding in, like, uh, symmetrical ways, um, and you crease the paper very specifically to allow you to fold, uh, in very specific ways. I know that I basically said that in the beginning, um... But uh, one of my favorite and really simple origami things to create is an origami lotus flower. Um, Because all it entails is a square piece of paper. You take the four corners and fold them into the center. And then you do that two more times. Uh, Then you flip it over. And then you do it once more. And then with all of those folds, almost, with all of those folds, you start basically like peeling out all those pieces of paper and it just it kind of just kind of forms into excuse me um, this flower shape and it's really neat uh, and it was one of the first things that i got really into um, and a lot more there's a lot more complicated origami that i've uh, tried it's i've normally tried flowers because i feel like they're um, easier to they're easier to look presentable even if you kind of goof them up a bit, whereas if you try to do like a crane and you really mess up the body, it's like that's super noticeable. Whereas a flower, it's like, well, oh, it's a flower. Flowers have different things going on.
0: Cranes have different things going
1: on. Yeah, but now when the body is like squishy.
0: You should make a or origami.
1: I'm sure that exists. Um, I was Long, looking. at tiny
0: up... head, little um pr- big um proportion body. <laughs>
1: I really like that song. I wish it would continue, but...
0: You do? Uh, not right now, though. Nuke. It can reach really high with its <laughs> yes. big, flat hooves. I don't know. No, that was good, I'm
1: sorry. But does it have big, flat hooves?
0: Yeah, remember the back hooves are yes. flat?
1: Yes, so it can stand. Yeah, yes. Yes, that's fair. what
0: I'm saying. I made a good little... You did. Diddy. Um, I'll develop this song and get back to y'all later.
1: That's fair. Um... So, yeah, uh, or it's just, like, a simple art form. It's, it's one of the few things that, like, I can... It's, it's such a small, repetitive task that I feel good about doing. Um, and even if you mess up, it's, like, it's all practice. Um, I introduced origami to the class that I'm um, teaching for, like, for my placement right now. And apparently, um, not to, like, throw my t- uh, associate teacher under the bus, uh, she introduced origami previously but it was like they were just trying to make this like box that held stuff and everybody hated it like the instructions were bad um, and I don't think she like uh, the associate teacher knew what they were kind of like getting into they were just like this is a fun activity and then they tried it and it didn't work and I was like okay but let's try it again so we did it again and everybody was stoked everybody like they all attempted to do the lotus flower um, I accidentally looked up a simplified version of the lotus flower, but it was easier to unfold. Because the true lotus flower that I normally do, um, it's a lot easier to rip if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. So the simplified version was actually, oh, it's like, it, it worked out. And everybody kind of did uh, did their designs. Uh, and then they just, all they wanted to do is make little things with the paper. I have a question. Sure.
0: It, are paper airplanes considered origami? Uh, I,
1: I feel like you could. Uh, because there are, they are very particular folds. Typically, origami is made with like square pieces of paper. But I mean, it, it's napkin
0: not- folding was considered on the Wikipedia page. That's why I'm bringing it up.
1: Well, I think the only reason I I would uh, preclude uh, paper airplanes is because they're not square pieces of paper. You
0: could make it out of a square piece of paper. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Just some food for thought.
1: I guess. I mean, in that regard, as long as it's intentional, I'm sure you can say any. I'm sure you can claim any kind of like um, designated and symmetrical folding would be origami. Um, Effectively, like if you just tried hard enough, really. Um, So when you're folding, uh, the paper is super important. You can you can kind of fold with whatever you want. Uh, but like the thicker the paper, the harder it will be, or the more difficult it will be to um, start creasing and start folding and start um, unfolding things. You'll you'll get tears um, more likely. <coughs> Excuse me. However, one of my favorite things that I did learn about uh, origami um, is its applications in like math and technology. The practice and study of origami encapsulates several subjects of mathematical interest. For instance, the problem of flat foldability, whether a crease pattern can be folded into a two-dimensional model, has been a topic of considerable mathematical study. Uh, A number of technological advances have come from insights obtained from paper folding. For example, techniques have been used... uh, has been developed, sorry, for the deployment of car airbags and stent implants. Stents are the, uh, they're small little like devices that are typically made out of like, I think they're made out of like metallic polymers or what or whatnot. Uh, but they go into like, uh, clogged blood vessels, and they go in like super folded flat, and then they oh, like a stent. Yeah, sorry, did I say that incorrectly?
0: You said stent.
1: It, it's S-T-E-N-T. I
0: thought it was called a stent.
1: Maybe it is, and it's the same thing, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, and I never thought about it for an airbag, but it's like, yeah, an airbag is huge, and it's like, it yes. fits in the palm of your hand when yeah. it's unfolded. Um
0: Even when it's folded.
1: Sorry, yes. Uh, the problem of rigid origami. no
0: parachutes?
1: Uh, I don't, it doesn't specifically say, I think they just did their best with parachutes, really. <laughs> um, the problem of rigid origami, the, in, in quotations, if we replace the paper uh, with sheet metal and had hinges in the place of crease lines, could we still fold the model? That, I guess that is the, the idea of rigid origami, has great practical importance. For example, the... Uh, Mayura Map Fold, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, it's M I U uh, R A, is a rigid fold that has been used to deploy. Large solar panel arrays for space satellites.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it, it's one it's of the also, coolest things that I've, I figured out.
0: Also used in, like, furniture design for, like, space saving. Yeah. Like you can fold stuff. Also, the other thing that's cool I saw is, like, clothing that uses origami. In so that is it's So that it's more, like, sustainable because it, like, expands as you grow. Oh, uh, that's and cool. Especially for kids because they outgrow stuff so fast like the fabric is kind of uses principles of origami to like
1: oh cool cool.
0: i think anyway i'll, I'll see sure.
1: well i'm you're probably right because like I, these kind of things are i wouldn't say relatively new but like they're still recent uh and then the other thing i watched this whole ted ed video about it uh one of the kids uh the students in my class Uh, was complaining that origami is useless and art useless and they were also going on about how they're never going to use math in their entire life Um, and one of the the wildest things they said was like uh, I to the math part I offered the rebuttal of like well you know what about like doing taxes and doing like those kind of small calculations in your head and they said well if I go buy something they're just going to tell me the tax and I was like what if they lie to you? And then he was like, kind of looking at me like I was still kind of like this biggest stupidest idiot in the entire world. And I was like, all right, if that's that's fair where,
0: point, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> if, if that's where you—that's the hill you want to die on. Um, but uh, so I showed this TED Ed video, and it had like all this great information. And it's basically what this Wikipedia article is saying: um, technical origami, uh, known as origami sekai, which I'm not sure again if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is an origami design approach. This is the wildest thing origami design approach in which the model is conceived as an engineered crease pattern rather than developed through trial and error. People will sit down and figure out either mathematically or engineering wise or however you want to describe it, what the paper should be creased as to create the object rather than trying to create the object and just failing and being like, okay, I need to fix this. That is the most wild thing I've ever heard about origami. Um, With advances in origami mathematics, the basic structure of a new origami model can be theoretically plotted out on paper before any actual folding even occurs. Uh, This method was uh, designed or developed by Robert Lang, uh, Meguro Toshiyuki, And others, and allows for the creation of extremely complicated, multi-limbed models, such as many-legged centipedes, human figures with full complement, uh, complement of fingers and toes, uh, and uh, similar things.
0: That's cool. Yeah,
1: it 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 was it was absolutely buck wild. There's like crease patterns to create like scorpions and like full-on dinosaurs. There's a dragon that has over like, I think it was like either a thousand or ten thousand folds. Uh, the crease pattern is a layout of the creases required to form the structure of the model. So if you basically, if you have an origami anything and you unfolded it all um, to its flat form and you you just like visually look at all the creases, that's the crease pattern. Um, and typically they are symmetrical in some ways or they're clearly like geometrically patterned uh, which is really neat. Um,
0: That's very cool.
1: But yeah, it's just there's so much like you can get into so much like kind of mathematics about it, Um, uh, and then there's yeah, it's just origami is so so cool, and I don't want to like gloss over the fact that it was one of those things that was like I feel like I can do that, and then I tried it, and I was like I really like that. Mm -hmm. It was like in my quirky phase, I suppose, where I was like that's something, that's cool, and then I did it, and I was like i really like this it's not just like oh look how cool this is it's like i just like this um i haven't practiced a lot uh and even like easy relatively easier intermediate folds uh, or folding patterns i haven't had like the best time with like i still have struggle with what the uh diagram is trying to tell me how to fold uh some of the children were, were like oh i want to fold this how do i do that and i'm like i don't know man like uh, we'll see <laughs> I'll see if I can help you out but I don't know how to do that um, but yeah origami is just like a, it's just like a really nice activity because it's not it's not like um, it's very low stakes because um, you could get origami paper for relatively super cheap uh, you get a whole bunch of it. You can make all sorts of mistakes. It's not a big deal. Um, and then just as you keep practicing, you just get better and better. And you f- you kind of figure out your own particular techniques. Uh, like literally every time I've looked up uh, the lotus flower, it literally starts uh, the fold as like edge to edge uh, to kind of create your your initial creases. And I always just start corner to corner because I I don't know. It just makes more sense to me. But it's just one of those things. Um yeah, origami is really cool.
0: Cool.
1: I really like it. What's your second thing?
0: Well, how much time do I have?
1: Like ten minutes, uh, maximum. Uh, nine minutes, maximum.
0: Okay. Um, my second thing is a song. Specifically, um, this song is Cheese on Bread by the Shuffle Demons. <laughs> um, I so. The reason why I love this song stemmed from when I was in high school. Um, My high school music teacher took our class slash band to go and see the Shuffle Demons live. Yeah, because they're a Canadian band. But at that time, we saw them in a high school gym, and they were like kind of washed out I feel like they were just like <laughs> why are we here like it was the most wild thing I ever watched like in my someone life. paid
1: like their agent paid them and they're like
0: this sucks. why did we agree to this yeah yeah it's kind of like that sort of thing mm-hmm. they were wild I'm pretty sure they were on some kind of substances anyway it was a wild time But this song, Cheese on Bread, is one of the greatest songs ever. Um, And when Aaron and I were doing our radio show, 30-Minute Grammy, which we haven't done in a while because of COVID, um, at the end of every episode, we always played Cheese on Bread. It was like our, like, thing, just because we loved the song. It still is. It still is, yeah. It's an amazing song. It's so good and so wild. It's just like, who decided that? Um, Anyway, I... I don't really want to talk any more about it. I just want Brendan to play the song as many times as he can before the end of the episode. Gotcha. Okay. Is that allowed?
1: I'm, I'm, yeah. Like They're Canadian. It's
0: CanCon.
1: Exactly. So it's fine.
0: I just want people to experience it. And if someone comes halfway through the song, they could maybe listen to the beginning again.
1: <laughs> we yeah. could definitely play it twice.
0: Amazing. Um, I love that.
1: I believe the video that um,
0: yeah.
1: we typically can uh, usually find the song on... Um, it's yeah. like, it's like, they're playing in front of like a, like an audience do, do, of children. Do.
0: Um, I like know this song, this beginning so well, like turn it up a little bit. <laughs> Just, okay. I can probably do it from, okay. That was amazing. Thank, Thank you. So Get ready to it's clap your, your hands and stomp your feet to win for a gummy right, treat It's uh-huh. Demons. demons. Are play awesome song, Cheese Cheese on
1: bread. I guess I'm just going to play it like this now.
0: One, two,
2: three, four.
0: Mm. You should probably actually play it. Oh. <laughs>
1: We're too far into it.
2: Late at night, lying awake in my bed. I can't stop thinking about cheese on bread. I want cheese, cheese on bread. I'm and stomach's and got a powerful itching. some of that cheese on bread in the kitchen. Cheese, cheese on bread. While out partying at the beach, keep cheese on bread, it's misery. You really want cheese, cheese on bread. Got some cheese on bread. I never really had much time for the simple things in life. One day I went to the kitchen and picked up a carving knife. You know I cut off a piece of chicken and dropped in in a piece of toast. I took a bite and then I knew just what I love the most. I want cheese, cheese on bread. Give me that cheese. The store, I was looking for more than junk food to fill my head. All I wanted to months for my Brahmin's lunch was a piece of cheese on bread. But to my surprise, in front of my eyes, the only things that were seen were products with labels as long as you're on. Containing butylated and I said that's enough. <laughs> I can't eat this one, stick stuff. So I went to the health food store. Whole wheat bread, cheese organically fed. You know I made the perfect, perfect score Cause if I had versus cheese food I'm in a bad mood White bread, it doesn't make my day And if you can't fight for your good food right What's this life about anyway? I want cheese Talking food sustainability <laughs> yes!
0: that was fantastic.
1: yeah so now
0: let's listen to it for real yeah
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna play it at the end here but we're gonna end off with that song um <laughs> so if you want to hear it again uh, it's gonna, it's gonna come <laughs> up right comes up to the
0: Cheese on bread, battle shackle demons.
1: Uh, thank you, Matt Campbell. Thank you, everyone at Trent Radio. I know we haven't produced a new show in a very long time because uh, life is a nightmare, and it only continues to be so. Uh, but hopefully, our show is a uh, bright light in the foreseeable darkness. Thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, check us out on uh, Instagram or Twitter at WLSassy. Um, w-l-s-a-s-s-y talk to us because I barely use those and it's really difficult and I want to be better at that Uh, thank you to everyone, bye, we love you Bye. bye
2: because we're in for a yummy treat. (laughs) Our pals the Shuffle Demons are going to play their awesome song, Cheese on Bread. Hit it, fellas. One, two, three, four. At night line awake in my bed I can't stop thinking about cheese on bread I want cheese cheese on bread I'm my stomach's growling got a powerful itching for some of that cheese on bread in the kitchen cheese cheese, a cheese on bread while out partying at the beach keep your cheese on bread in misery really You want cheese cheese on bread buy some cheese on bread if you dare put some whiskey or some get on bread you want cheese on bread I never really had much time for the simple things in life. I one day I went to the kitchen and picked up a garden knife. You know, I cut off a piece of cheddar, I chopped in a piece of toast. I took a bite and then I knew just what I love the most. I want cheese. Cheese on bread. Give me that cheese. I went down to the store I was looking for more than junk food to fill my head All I wanted to months for my bloomin's lunch Was a piece of cheese on bread. bread But to my surprise in front of my eyes The only things that were seen Were products with labels as long as you're on I'm Containing butylated hydroxylene I said that's enough I can't eat this plastic stuff So I went to the health food store Whole wheat bread, cheese organically fed you know I made the perfect score. Cause never had was the cheese food. I'm in a bad mood. White bread, it doesn't make my day. And if you can't fight for your good food, right? What's this life about anyway? I want cheese, cheese on bread. Give me that cheese, cheese on. bread